Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 126 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. If you're just joining me, I am an obesity medicine physician and a coach for physicians. My passion is helping physicians who struggle with stress or binge eating go from knowing what they want to be eating, but really struggling on doing that consistently to understanding why their eating behavior is there in the first place and being able to correct it at the source where it's really actually simple to correct and doesn't require a ton of willpower. If you want to learn more about this approach, check out my free Powerful Weight Loss Beliefs download. You can access this over at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash weight dash loss dash beliefs. It's a collection of beliefs that if you practice them, they will totally change your experience of weight loss. It's one of my most popular downloads. And so I encourage you, if you haven't checked it out yet, go over there to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash weight dash loss dash beliefs. All right, today we are talking about the concept of course correction. So what I'm going to teach you is how to use this concept of course correction versus on the wagon, off the wagon type thinking that we normally use in our weight loss and how this can be a much more powerful way to view and to get yourself kind of back on track when you're struggling. So I've pretty much tried everything in my own weight loss journey and my own, you know, the years and years that I was trying to figure out my own weight. And definitely I've done the on the wagon, off the wagon. The problem was is often off the wagon became like months and any weight I'd lost when I was on the wagon quote unquote, I would regain in those months and probably gained more. Um, And it progressively became like it was feeling harder and harder to actually get going again. The further I got from where I was, it felt like it was harder to actually start because I knew how far I'd have to go just to get back to where I was. And it would often feel really overwhelming. So it created this situation where I had big swings in my consistency times where I was really, really careful, really focused, really motivated, and then times where I just didn't care at all. And I order all the pizza and sit on the couch and not do anything. And the skill that I want to teach you today is how to minimize those big swings. So it's not about never making choices that, you know, are a little less healthy or maybe having times where you do overeat. It's not about that. It's about if that happens, how do you course correct and just get back on track as quickly as possible? Because the issue really isn't the odd time of eating off your plan or overeating or even occasionally having a binge eating episode. That's not really the issue. The issue is then what happens after that and how they perpetuate themselves and how you end up in that spot that I was describing of feeling like you're so far from where you were it's going to take so much energy just to get back. And so then you just 
don't for a while and you keep going. If you can build the skill of just whatever happens, all you have to do is just course correct to get back on track. It can be very powerful in helping you long-term to build that consistency that you need to have long-term weight loss and to maintain weight loss over the long-term. So what I want you to think about is when you've eaten something you didn't plan, what do you think about when you've eaten something you didn't plan? So picture eating, like giving into a food craving or having a binge eating episode, going out to a restaurant, eating things you didn't plan. What do you think about in that moment about what you've eaten? I want you to say it out loud and tell yourself, what do, what do you think that goes on after you've eaten something you didn't plan? So maybe you said things like, I can't believe I did it again, or I always do this, or, well, now I've blown it. There's a variety of thoughts that often come up reflexively. And the issue is that these thoughts actually are what then lead to more eating. So how we think about eating something that we did not plan can directly decide whether or not we eat more or if it can be kind of corrected and it's just the one thing and then you get back on track. It's not the food that decides that. That's a really important piece of this. It's how you think after eating something you you didn't plan that decides it. So then what I want you to think about is in the situations where you feel like you've totally fallen off the wagon, just to use the common term, when you feel like you are so far from where you were or where you want to be, what do you think about then? What are the thoughts that go through your mind then? Again, say them out loud to yourself, write them down, pause this episode, and just note them. These thoughts, when you're feeling like you're off the wagon, when you feel like you've messed up, These are the thoughts that are going to determine how hard it is for you to get back on track. So if you've done this exercise, you're going to have a collection of thoughts that determine whether or not you keep eating. So the thoughts that probably drive further eating, you know how you eat one thing and then play like a thought like, well, I've blown it, I may as well keep going, then creates more eating. You'll also have a collection of thoughts about when you're really struggling a collection of thoughts that are actually making it harder to get yourself back on track. And maybe some of those thoughts are like, it's going to be really hard. (laughs) That's a common one. It's going to take so much work. Like, why would you do it if that was the thought? It's going to take a lot of restriction. I'm not going to be able to eat the things that I want to eat. I'm going to mess it up anyways, might be another thought. Like if you have a belief in your mind about how you often end up like, off the quote-unquote wagon, then when you're off, you might think, what's the point of getting back on? I'm just going to end up back here. Really watching those thoughts because they'll give you a lot of insight into what's making it difficult. And again, I want to reiterate, it's never the food that's making it difficult. Our brains will tell us it's the food, absolutely. But really, it's these beliefs. It's these thoughts about ourselves around the food, about what it means when we're off track, about what it means when we've eaten something we didn't plan that determine how difficult it is to get yourself back on track. Now that's really good news because if it were inherent to the food, we wouldn't have control over that. But the fact that it's not inherent to the food and that it has to do with how we think about what we've eaten or how we think about the food, 
fantastic. You can change that. You have control over that. Even if some of these thoughts feel so deeply embedded that you have no idea how you'd even change them, that's okay. Noticing them and being aware of them is the first step. As you build awareness and as you notice them more, it will become simpler to come up with ones to change them to. But recognizing that you actually can hold that power, that changing your thoughts about what you've eaten, no matter what it was that you ate, really can change the experience of just getting yourself back to your healthy eating or getting yourself back on track uh, is really empowering. And so just let yourself think about that for a little bit. Now, I want to talk about this concept of course correction. And when I was writing this out, I was thinking, what are examples of it? You know what, maybe a good example currently is because just this week there was the tanker that was, or the cargo ship stuck in the Suez Canal. So again, that would be an example of not very good course correction, but I think we do this a lot in our weight loss and in our eating journeys where we just end up taking a hard turn one way or the other and get kind of stuck. The other scenario I was thinking about is I remember when I was, I was pretty young, like I think maybe eight or nine, on a summer vacation, we went somewhere where there was go-karts. I'd never been on a go-kart before. And let me tell you, my course correction was really not there. It was these wild big swings of the steering wheel and going like from one side of the course across the barrier into the grass on the other side. And then they pulled me out and then I'd do it again over to the other side. <laughs> I think I ended up in tears. I remember because of course my older brother did it far better than me, but I remember like having to get pulled out of the weeds on the side of the course multiple times by the people that work there and just not being able to figure it out, not having any subtleties in the turns of the vehicle. And I think this is what we do when we're working on weight loss and we're working on healthy eating. It's like we're going one side or the other. We're not just, you know, making small little shifts and changes like what you would when you're driving your normal car, right? We rarely crank on the wheel to one side. It's more of a course correction. You make a small shift, a small change. And over the distance that the vehicle travels, it adds can add up to a big change. That's what I want you to think about in course correction. It's rarely helpful to take big swings, big shifts and big turns. You don't want to be the driving on the go-kart track and just bumping from side to side to side to side and back and forth. You want to make smaller shifts that let you hold your course and over the longer t- longer term get you where you want to be. And essentially, that's talking about consistency, but this is how you actually get the consistency. Because I know we'd all like to be consistent, but it's in these thoughts that we've talked about already today that create inconsistency that we need to address. And it's this concept of not everything has to change at once, that you can make small course corrections and over the longer term, those are going to get you where you want to go and help you be more consistent. When you're sitting there and you're feeling like off the wagon, off course, like you've fallen in the mud, whatever it is that you're feeling, in that moment, it can feel like everything has to change to get better, that you have to get your meal plan perfect, prepare all your meal, cook everything, and add back in your exercise and be doing all your self-care. It can feel like your brain says it all has to happen at once. But the problem with that is it's overwhelming. So that's not a nice, simple course correction. That's like a big swing. I'm going to go from 
you know, not doing any of it to it has to be all or none. That's going to keep you off track because it's going to feel like too much work. It's going to feel overwhelming and you're just not going to get around to doing it. And that's okay. Recognizing that. So when we're talking about how to course correct, what we're really talking about is how to make those simple, small changes that get change going. And ultimately, they end up in the same spot. But the problem when you try to make it all is maybe you delay actually making any change. Or you make all the change, but then it's exhausting because you're not used to it. And then you swing way back the other way. So it's like this constant like swinging back and forth. And that's what I want you to work on avoiding. So let's talk about how to course correct. Number one, I want you to notice black and white thinking. If you're sitting there thinking, yeah, but it has to be this way. It has to be all or nothing. I have to do it all. I have to be perfect. I have to be extra careful. All that thinking is black and white thinking. Notice it and then disregard it. Check it out the window, out the back of your fictional go-kart as you're driving down the go-kart track. Toss it. It's not helpful. It never was. It actually holds you off track. Throw it out the window. Okay. Number two is identify the simplest activity that will help you move towards your goal. Now, this is interesting because your brain is going to go to food. It will think, what do I need to eat to get back on track? You know what? That might not be the simplest activity. The simplest activity might be doing some thought work. It might be journaling out and kind of thinking about how you want to think about getting back on track. The simplest activity is not necessarily food related. And I would actually argue a lot of the time it isn't food related. And here's the nice thing. If your brain's like, okay, the next step has to be food related. Again, that can be a barrier. It can feel uncomfortable and it might stop you from making change. If you're able to think, okay, the next step is I just have to sit down and really think about how I want to think about this. Maybe that's going to feel like an easier step. Maybe it'll be easier for you to actually do that step and start to create movement and momentum in the direction that you want to go. So think of your next easiest activity that is going to move you towards your goal and give yourself permission that that might not be directly food related. Now, step number three is how do you need to think to make that activity happen? Now, this is interesting because I just told you some of the activities might be thinking activities. But you know what? You actually need to think in a certain way to get yourself to do that. It's Often there's resistance about sitting down to journal or about sitting down to write. I'm still there. I know that any time I spend journaling vastly improves my day and everything else and how it feels working towards my own goals. And yet, my brain often offers resistance and tells me, oh, we'll do that later. We don't have time. Today is a very good example. I've come downstairs first thing in the morning and I'm recording podcasts instead of taking time to do a bit of journaling first thing in the morning. It's a really good example of how it's very easy for your brain to get in the way of those activities. So you have to decide how you're going to think about it that will make it simpler to do, that will make it feel important and make it actually happen. And maybe you'll need to brainstorm a bit. Maybe you'll need to come up with a thought like, I use a thought very commonly, kind of like, I'm doing this because my day is going to be so much better. Or I often use a thought of, I'm doing this as a gift to myself. Even when I don't want to do it, whatever activity it is, if I know that it's going to make me feel so much better and make the rest of the day better, thinking about it as a gift to myself can be a really powerful 
thing to just get me to actually sit down and do it. And then number four, asking yourself, what do you need to do to support yourself longer term? So it's one thing to make a change and start shifting back. So maybe let's use an example of, say, you're having a week that was kind of busy, more stressful than usual, and then you found yourself eating something you didn't plan, like going and getting something sugary when you don't normally eat sugar. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, what do I do? So number one, you notice the black and white thinking that tells you you've blown it and everything you've ever done is out the window. And then you toss that thinking out the window. And then number two, you decide, okay, what's the next best step? And maybe your next best step is you decide that, okay, the donut's eaten or whatever it was. And my next step is I'm just going to eat my healthy dinner as planned. And then you think, okay, how do I need to think about this to make that next step happen? Well, you're probably going to need to come up with a thought about the donut that allows you to just kind of move on from it and just go back to your healthy eating. And so that might be something like, you know, that was a choice. I like that a lot for food. I made a choice to eat that donut and now I'm making a choice to just get back to my normal maybe as a way to think about it. There's lots of different options and you want to come up with something that actually works for you. And then you want to ask yourself, what do you actually need long-term? Because remember that that food, like that donut that we're talking about, it wasn't there because an inherent quality of the donut. It was there because of things that were happening in your life that then your brain needed some sort of outlet and looked to food to get it. So as you're course correcting, you want to look at what the underlying drivers were and ask yourself what you need longer term. So maybe if you've had a really stressful week, maybe it's you need something like a bit of a break or plan some downtime or something like that, plan some self-care time. I find for myself, often the long-term strategy I need to do is really focus back down on what I think of as getting my head on straight. And I think of that as doing more journaling so that I'm actually writing down what's in my mind. I'm being intentional with my thoughts staying focused on what I want to be focused on instead of letting my brain kind of go off in its own default directions, which are usually stressful directions in my brain. So thinking through when I say, what do you need to do to support yourself longer term? Thinking more about what actually drove the eating in the first place. What were the factors that were going on that kind of led to you being off track or off the wagon or however you're thinking about it? And what do you need to do to support yourself? Now, again, this does not have to be big. It doesn't have to be this giant time-consuming thing. It can be that you just consistently, you know, for five minutes a day, pull out a journal and write down what's going on in your mind. That works really well for me personally. It can be that you just give yourself a break between work and coming home to process and transition from work where you maybe you go for a walk, maybe you just sit quietly in your car, listen to some music, identifying what the trigger times are for you, what the trigger stresses are, and asking yourself what you really need to help manage that longer term. Because this is an area we miss a lot. We've been taught to focus on the food. So you can get really focused on that donut in this example, but you can miss why the donut was there. What I want you to do is really kind of disregard the donut because the donut itself doesn't mean much. It's just a red herring. It's a symptom of something else going on. What I want you to focus on is what actually was going on that ultimately led to that donut. And what do you need before the donut craving ever gets there that may actually make it feel 
maybe make your week feel better, maybe make you feel in more control. So your brain never offers the donut as a craving next time. And that will help really build some consistency. Okay, so to summarize the course correction, in your weight loss, do not drive your weight loss journey as I did in the go-kart when I was a child. If you feel like you're banging off the railings side to side, you're making too big of changes and you're expecting too much out of yourself, make smaller shifts in your steering wheel, just slightly course correct. And over time, it gets you where you want to go. More like what you probably drive when you're driving a regular vehicle. I'm assuming when you're driving a regular vehicle, you're not driving like I did in the go-kart in my eight-year-old self. That's a different topic if that's happening. Anyways, focus on trying to create those smooth. If you want to change which direction you're going, try and create you know a bit of a smooth course correction. It's easier to get yourself to do it. It's going to be easier to maintain and it'll build more consistency than when we're trying to go A to B and just black and white and on and off. That messes with the consistency and can really undo the times where you're being careful very rapidly when you're having these huge swings. So focus on course correction. That's more like you're driving a vehicle on a road than my eight-year-old self driving a go-kart. Let me know your thoughts or questions. If you've had success with this course correction, let me know how it goes and what worked well for you. Send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I'd be happy to hear from you. And just to let you know, our most recent group of Stress Eating SOS is actually starting today. So the group is getting going. Now, if you missed out on this time around, that's okay. Get your name on the wait list weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. You can head on over there, add your name to the invitation list. You'll have access to some exclusive bonuses. We just, this at the time I'm recording this this week, I just did a free coaching session for everybody on the wait list. So they're able to actually try it out before the doors open to enrollment for Stress Eating SOS. So if you're thinking that it might be helpful for you long-term, get your name on the wait list. And then I'll let you know as soon as the new dates are planned and I'll let you know about exclusive bonuses as we go along. I'd love to have you in there. It's the only program for physicians who struggle with stress or binge eating. We have a ton of content for stress eating and there's also binge eating specific content and binge eating specific coaching sessions. So it's a safe place no matter what your eating issues are to be able to get support and community about them. All right, have a fantastic week, guys. We will talk to you later. Bye-bye.